friends, welcome back to Spotlight Sessions, the podcast from AMP Talent Group, where we chat with the talented people who power the entertainment industry. I'm your host, Rosie Ferguson, and today we're diving into a topic that's close to our hearts, taking care of ourselves by finding the right balance between our personal lives and our drive for success. We're going to explore how to maintain our well-being, how to cultivate healthy relationships, and how to build and boost our self-confidence, important stuff. So I'm thrilled to have someone joining us today who truly understands the power of self-confidence. There's no better person to be chatting to us about this. Michelle Charles Gustafson is an award-winning certified image consultant, certified master life coach, an Amazon best-selling author, and international success mentor. She has helped so many people. She's the creator of Hue and Style, which is a mentorship experience that helps people define their personal brand in order to attract success. She joins us today from Lloydminster, Alberta. Michelle, it is so great to see you. Welcome. I am so excited to be here. It's absolutely my pleasure. I am excited for this combo. It's going to be great. <laughs> Michelle, so I've produced your segments on CTV's Your Morning, uh, CTV's National Morning Show. And it's so great to talk to you today with more of a focus on acting and performing because, of course, the spotlight sessions, we're talking to people, to actors, to producers, people that are you know, trying to make it in the entertainment industry, which is it's let's just face it, it's bananas. But before we dive into all that, let's get to know you a little bit better. How did you get started as a life coach? Well, you know, I think it's like any kind of good creative mastery career. There's like an actor, there are layers. And I did not come to this work just automatically. I, I think being a life coach is really about bringing together all of your experiences and then using those to help others from your specific lens. And I have a very specific lens. And it's like blending the pieces of like, okay, forgive the film reference, but like the matrix, when it's like, all the things come together. So Love it. that's Love like it. me. I have a background <laughs> in packaged goods marketing, right. first of all, which is where I learned why people buy what they buy and why they buy it. Sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then I have a background in business services where I helped small businesses define why they were different and then sell themselves to their customers. Mm -hmm. Then I have a background in as a top sales director in a direct selling company where I helped my people sell themselves amongst the sea of others doing the same thing, like what made them important. Sure. It was also where I developed the image portion about self-presentation, why that's important as a billboard for what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Then I was a customer service manager who dealt with dealing with difficult people and how to communicate clearly. I became an image consultant using all of those things, which means it's about personal branding, but really from the inside out. And now as an image consultant, not just what we say a typical stylist, which is what most people think I am. Of course, right. Uh, more of a, uh, clothes are important, but it's about more than clothes. Exactly, which we'll talk about, is that mindset that goes along with finding success and that it the, the thing that makes it go is when you actually see yourself differently first and then you start to make a different change in your life. And that's when I developed my series of permanently practical frameworks that helps people see themselves differently literally every day they get dressed 
and then turn that lens of like truth and self-worth into how they make decisions around everything in their life. And to be so connected to themselves that literally, in, even in your industry, that no criticism will shake how they walk in the thing that they do. Wow. Yeah, you get yeah. shook. But- <laughs> that just, well, just because especially, I mean, in every, I think we're all affected so much by criticism, it's impossible not to. But that's so powerful. That no criticism. I think that's the point where we all want to get to, especially performers, where no criticism is going to shake what you believe is to yes. be yourself. And I think that's such a, a it's such a hard journey, I think, to get to for a lot of people, but you are there to, to, to help. So what specific challenges do people working in the entertainment industry face? Yes. You know, it, it's, it's interesting because when you asked me to come on, I thought immediately of my my client. She is a producer of film and television and has been in the industry for decades, has been recognized for her prod, her projects. She's a female in the industry. Mm-hmm. And when she came to me, there was definitely a loss of sense of self. And, and the, and, and that is the thing about the artist, because if you're an actor, if you're a producer, if you're a creative, the self is the portion that has to create the art. Yep. And when, especially women, but also men, when we go through transitions in life, and this is the life coaching part, when we go through transitions in life, we lose our sense of self because all the pieces of our values get thrown up in the air and we don't know where to settle. And so we lose our sense of self. We lose a sense of what we remember as accomplishments We get lost in the roles, in the doing of what we do, wife, mother, actor, that role, whatever. And we forget our really individual inner brilliance. And that's actually the piece that makes the art. So I remember when she came to me, she's like, I don't even know who I am as an artist right now. Despite her being so accomplished and having probably received so many accolades, she still felt like that. She's brilliant. Yet... When we get shaken in our confidence, we hide the brilliance. And this is where I can always tell, because as an image consultant, you don't even know it, but when you're hiding, it shows up in your image, your outer image. So we start to hide, we start to diminish, we start to put ourselves under the rock and to snap out of that, the best way to do it is to get someone to shake you and snap you. And yep. then see yourself again, right? See yourself so, again. Oh my goodness. Exactly. Yeah. So the, the real challenge to long answer to a short question is that creatives, and I'm saying that as actors, the producers, the people who are the creatives, losing the sense of self is the specific challenge. Owning who they are as the artist and then connecting the truth of self with the artist how they begun, begin to work together to create the work. It's not one or the other. And if you have the self in charge, the artist will work freely. So if you need that sense of self to create your art, to know yourself and to to feel that, to to put out there what is is you, how do you deal with rejection? You know, as a as a, as an actor, it's no over and over and over and over and over. How do you not let that sort of start to chip away at what you may know is yourself, what you may know is the, the person that you are, 
but hearing no so much can be really make you make you want to can make you want to hide right it's total defeating um it is the very first thing that i do when we when i work with a client it is um setting the compass and this has to do with an inner compass which then becomes your personal branding compass and that is really owning your your value and yourself, I call it the confidence compass. Mm-hmm. So in my book, Show Up Confident, I talk about the four pieces of the confidence compass, gift, talent, values, virtues, okay? You will have specific definition on each of those. A gift and a talent are, are things that people can't take away from you, not even the casting director. Your right. gift right. may be, the, the gift is something you've always owned, that, that when you were using it, you were happiest, you felt the best. You're like, this is my thing. The talents are the things you've developed over time. And, mm-hmm. and so those are the things you're taking into the audition. You're taking into the project. Your virtues and your values are things that play in the background. They're the train tracks of how you're going to live your life. Those are also things that don't belong to anyone else outside yourself. When you set this compass and then around that compass, you sent what I call a meaningful outcome, which is really your purpose. It's it's what you're what you're using of that compass to bring happiness to others, to foster confidence outside yourself, to bring experience to others. When you attach those things together and you are very clear about that kind of statement and unduplicatable, unique personal mission statement that becomes your personal branding mantra, that is the thing people can't take away from you. And even if the casting director says, I'm sorry, it's a no, it's a pass, don't think so this time, you will always be able to boil down, yeah, okay, that might be the case, but it must have not fit my definition of what I bring to the table. So it always becomes about you. And do we hear no all the time? Absolutely. (laughs) And not just, you know, performers it, it it applies to anybody in, in the industry, like right. your, your client who's a, who's a producer. It's hearing no on on anything can I think rattle your internal compass. No, even if you know where that that compass is, and maybe yes. and maybe you you don't. So if you have a client that perhaps doesn't have their personal mission statement, because you know when you you said that that seems to be something that I think we should all probably have. It seems to be something that we should all think about if we haven't. And if we don't have our personal mission statement, if we don't have our compass, if maybe we know we have talent and we know where we want to go, how do you help your client? How would you help somebody sort of grapple with that and, and, and pull it in and focus on what is me? Like, what, what am I? Yes. Um, people need to get <laughs> people. Okay. So the very first thing you said that I got to, I have to draw a distinction around a circle around is you said it, that seems like something people need to have. <laughs> I'm thinking yes. I should have that. I'm thinking about myself, but yes. Yes. Everybody needs a reason why they're here. Right. Because this personal mission statement, um, is not about your acting career. This is about you as a person and why you are of value to the planet while you stand here. And done properly, um, my cl- I'm smiling because my clients know. That I, I say this also. <laughs> done properly, 
Your SW, we call it the so what factor, the uh-huh. so what, why someone picks you, picks you. Your right. so what factor will be an umbrella for your entire life. It'll be who you pick as a, as a partner, who you, the job you go for, the, all of it, right? But if you want a mini version of this and like, oh, how do I start? I talk about meaningful outcome and show up confident and it has four pieces, okay? It has the thing that creates happiness in your life. That's what a meaningful outcome should do. It should produce a lasting transformation in others in some way. It should foster confidence in yourself and others, and it should help yourself and others find joy. Right. So, it's a good reminder, finding joy. Like that's, I think, something, having fun and, and being fulfilled and being happy is something we have to remember in all of this. So that's, a, yes. yes. And how you get to those things is having a good old conversation with yourself. And you're like, I know the eyes are rolling. Stop, people <laughs> listening. Stop. Yes, I'm going to say it. I love it. Because I'm the professional. <laughs> she's saying it. Yeah, it's go- she's going there. I'm saying it. You need to talk to yourself. So the best way to talk to yourself is to have a conversation with yourself. So yes, I'm saying it. You need to journal. Now people mm-hmm. are eye rolling. Is she going to say journal again? <laughs> yes, I am. Okay. I wish we. Because I wish ha- it's, it wasn't like that. But you know, like, why do we roll our eyes at something like that? But talking to ourselves, you writing know to why? ourselves. Why? I'll tell you why. Okay. I'll tell you why. People resist it because they're afraid to talk to themselves. Yeah. They're afraid to have the conversation with themselves because the truth is actually in those conversations. I I give a seminar uh, about journaling and I I say, I I liken it to going to um, a party. And when you go to a party, there's people all around, right? This is cool party. This is great. Cool. And you're at the door and on the other side of the room, there's a sofa. And there, and you're making your way through this party and everybody's jostling around and stuff. And on the other side of the room, you just see someone sitting on that, on that sofa by themselves. And you make your way through the party and the loudness of the thing. And you sit down and you ask her, how are you enjoying this party? Mm-hmm. And she doesn't feel like she wants to talk to you. But after a couple of minutes of asking a few more questions, she opens up. Right. And all of a sudden, the noise of the party quiets down because now you're having a really cool conversation with this person. And you're listening Listen. to them. Yeah. She's you. Oh. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> She's you. Wow. Guys. And the problem is, especially with creatives, is you get lost in the noise of the party. And there's so much noise and so many people talking. It's very, very easy to happen. And your industry in particular is especially loud, okay? Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of fanfare. There's all sorts of what you should do, what you could do, who you'd need to meet, the circles you've got to be in. Because my client told me all about it. I had to learn about the entertainment industry. <laughs> and now I, I see that there, it is a very specific kind of way that you make it a lot of it is not only luck but it's a lot of who you know you have to use your voice you have to be talking you have to be personal branding so they remember you if you are not remembered in a circle you are done in the industry which means you have to you have to be able to know yourself at the party in the corner while you understand the people in the room and most of you are wandering around the room and ignoring who's in the corner so when it comes to 
branding to putting yourself out there when it comes to being the person that walks into that party and doesn't get lost in all the 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 noise what is the what are the things that we're doing wrong what are the things that you see people do wrong because we all know that it's 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 important. We have to think about our brand when we're trying to be, when we're trying to be an actor, when we're trying to book roles, we have to think about it. So what, what do you see as yes. people doing wrong? I, I think that people are very focused on what they think others need to see from them okay. before they see what they want to show. So what, so because of my packaged goods marketing, I'm like, okay, so if you think mm-hmm. about Nike, okay. So Nike marketing folks sat around in a room and they're sitting around, they're going, okay, who, what do we want the people to know about this brand? Mm -hmm. What do we want them to know? So they sat around, they're like, okay, so excellence in the thing. We want them to know about the active lifestyle, the athletic lifestyle, the athlete, the elite athlete. What are the values around the athlete? What does the elite athlete believe in? What? So they thought about who buys Nike from us from a standpoint of the values they want to communicate. Then they put communication around those values to talk to the person who would buy into those values. Sure. I think what people do is they go, I need to be what I think the casting director needs to see. Yes. Wrong. (laughs) Wrong. You need to be Rosie who is from Rosie's marketing department, this, this, two, four, five, six, seven, and eight, walk into the audition being, I am these eight, and this is what I stand for, and this is is how my personal brand is, this is my meaningful outcome, these are my definitions of success, these are the values that I roll with, and I'm bringing all of that to this audition as I read these pages, and you hear it come through the delivery, And then they will make a decision on the brand based on what they are looking for, for the role. And so that at that point has nothing to do with you, which is why you have the power back. Oh my goodness. And then, then if you do hear, no, it actually, you do believe it doesn't have to do do with you. And it it has nothing to do with you, which means you walk out of the room. Well, cool. It was a pass, but I'm still me and these eight things. And I deliver still what I deliver and I am good. And then you haven't lost your confidence, which is what it's all about. If anything, you've made a choice and that's empowering. Now you understand what I do. Oh, Michelle, you're amazing. So (laughs) you're amazing. When it comes, it's, thank you. So when Michelle and I are on Zoom right now, and I just wish you could all see her unbelievable smile. Like if there was a person that whose warmth and energy literally is coming through the screen, it is happening right now. So I hope you guys are all getting it through the microphone because you are just, your energy is just incredible. Well, and I think it is because it's the, I'm just really passionate about what I do and about having people understand the power that they actually have the power is not in the person making the decision over there yeah. behind the table, putting an X by your name. Yeah. The power is in you to go like, no, this is part of the journey. And then the thing is, is so I think of my client because what happens is once you start to own this power where you're like, all right. So first of all, 
Because image is like not just because that's the thing. Image isn't style. It's all the it's all the ways someone experiences you. So it starts on the inside with that definition, and then it it comes to your appearance as you come to the audition, and then it cut. You know, you take the head even in your headshots. It's all image. Yes, yes, yes. And and so, and then it's the behavior. It's the communication. It's how you communicate everything, including and people don't really realize this, but. I talk about the ABCs and then the D's and the E's of image. Okay. And you'll hear other image consultants talk about ABC. So appearance, behavior, communication. So those are the things you're using for people to build trust immediately, buy into you, build rapport, all of those things. But the D and the E is really important. D is like your digital presence, which we all yep. need to have. Yep. But the E is the thing that people don't realize that they need. What is E? And that actual... Mm-hmm. <laughs> What is he? Time to know. <laughs> that is actually the thing that the casting director sees when you take one toenail into that room. Oh. And it is your esteem wellness. Oh my goodness. They see what you exude as soon as you walk in. Esteem and wellness. It, I love that. That's your confidence. That's how you feel and about yourself. Your com- your confidence isn't one thing. See, people go, well, I wish I had confidence. Mm-hmm. Like it's one thing. Yep. It is not one thing. Confidence is actually made up of 14 different things. Four- it's, okay. it's how you think about yourself. It's how you feel about yourself. It's how you see yourself in community. It's how you see yourself against others. It's how you It's how you perceive your value. There's a, it, there's a whole study, which I won't get into, but there's 14 pieces of it. And you... You exude it in the first one-tenth of a second that they see you. Because that's your first impression, folks. Remember the Mm. olden days where they say, first impression is seven seconds. Wrong. (laughs) It's way less than that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and the internet changed that. Of course. And even because I keep up on the studies. So, you know, like even when I started taking my business online, so I, I work with clients all over. That was probably in 20, around 2014. When everybody was really starting to get this internet thing going yep. on, and the first impression went from seven seconds to three, and sure. I started talking about three seconds, and then it changed again. It's even less. One tenth of a second. That's that. Sure, because with all these social media platforms, you look at Instagram in one second, and you get a sense of what somebody something. is. Uh, something exactly. Maybe they're brand. Know, maybe in- yeah. In that one tenth, I just need y'all to know that they are making upwards of eleven judgments of you in that tiny little amount of time. Eleven judgments of you. Eleven education level of success, trustworthiness, credibility, uh, knowledge, um, orientation—all of them. So that speaks and- to really how even more how important your presence and branding is. It is because in that tenth, they got a sense and then studies showed that they're quick to judge, slow to change. So whatever they got first is it. And in that, a- so I'm going to A, B, C, D, E. So appearance, that's why 93%, hello, get your appearance together. Exactly. But the appearance has to be aligned with all of the other things, including the E, the esteem wellness. Sure. So. It is your, but it's the presence that you walk into that room with. When you said it's your smile, Michelle, across the thing, can you feel the energy? They can. Yeah. Because that's my esteem wellness. It's around you. 
And when the casting director, when you walk in and you bring that presence bolstered by your appearance, by your body language, so I work on my clients with that too, your yeah, body language, sure. your facial expression, mm-hmm. your power walks in the room ahead of you. Then they wonder, who is this? <laughs> We're intrigued. <laughs> yes. And then and it then attracts the people to you. Exactly. And that's what I said I do is it's a success attracting superpower because now you are set up in one tenth of a second to be able to take this audition and show them exactly who you are from your your personal brand. And then if they say no, you didn't take anything from me. Nothing. I gave and if anything, I gave to you. If anything, I gave it yeah. to you. You had the privilege of seeing me. I love Thank it. you. I love it. I love it. I, I, I want to ask you about, about yeah. dressing and, and clothes just because that's mm. hugely important. And I think a lot of times people think it isn't. But you put had something on your Instagram story today that I, I loved. It says, dressing well is not about fashion or vanity. It's about self-expression, self-acceptance, self-love, and teaching others how to treat you. And I, I that really hit me. It was very impactful because it's really just telling a little bit more of the story of what you are, I, I'm, I'm guessing. Exactly. I That is actually credo number one of Hue and Style. Um, like it gives me goosebumps actually, which is I should tell you that when you do a meaningful outcome or a personal branding statement, mission statement, it should give you goosebumps. It should actually scare you a little bit yep. and then give you goosebumps because it's like that good. <laughs> the, the last part of that, because I actually have it hanging right here. Yeah of teaching others how to treat you guys big deal that's big deal and and just like i said before with you know walking into room with that power they will treat you differently and what people don't understand about dressing is that it is not about style Okay. Okay. Now I understand that in your business, there is a very particular proportion that is a styling proportion or a wardrobing proportion for the role. Mm -hmm. Yes. 1000%. Okay. I understand the function of a stylist for, you know, say the TV show because they don't have time to go shopping all the things. So the stylist brings. Yeah. Fine. But what I need people to know is that clothing is a form of communication that is science based Mm -hmm. okay it's science and psychology based studies have shown that you can change your mood your performance your um precision on a task by what you're wearing and it's not the what it is the symbolism that is placed on the item that you place on your body And then you ask yourself, because that begs the question, Rosie, Rosie's in her mind. I can see her eyes. She's like, how do we how do we get the symbolism in it, Michelle? What is the symbolism? Well, that's what I do. Okay. I help my clients take whatever that personal brand statement is that they craft with me. And we turn it into symbolism for the clothes they put on their body. That symbolism is done with color. And I'm not just talking about the good old Pinterest, like, you know, <laughs> color psychology where yes. it says, 
Red means power. No, I'm not talking about that. That stressed me out because I just, you know, I've, I find I, I like the things I like. I've never really thought about okay. what it means or, or, you know, what it's saying. I just like what I like. And I'm hoping you're going to say that's more important than what is whatever well, psychology know, is of a color. So here's the thing. Um, very much intuitively, we can like what we like, which is perfectly fine. Okay. It's perfectly fine. Um, and what you like actually has more messages than you know, which you wouldn't know unless you were taught because it's just a deeper level of knowledge, right? So what you like actually has symbolism. So for example, okay. when someone says to me, I'm a classic, I'm like, okay, well, sure. You can think that, that's nice. Um, so funny. But in, in my land, in my land, we have five personal style profiles. And the personal style profiles are not like the rest of the world. Most people are like, I like classic. That means I like stripes and I like clean lines. Sure. I'm like, well, all of my personal style profiles have values attached to them. Okay. They communicate a roster of values, which means they can either match your personal branding um, statement that you have crafted that is yourself, mm -hmm. which means you put yourself on yourself, which means when you look in the mirror, when you put on this thing, you know it is symbolizing that roster of values and you embody it. So it's actually making you even more you. Yes. It's like you to the power of way more. To the power of a thousand, exponential. My people do it every day. So then, not only that, is that because each of them have rosters, you now can prescribe how to present yourself based on who you need to be today for whom. Right. So if you know that you're going to the casting director of the of the period piece, yep. is a set in New Mexico, Bohemian something or other, but that you actually in your home style and according to your personal brand thingy are a, cl are a classic by hue and style standards, mm -hmm. you can mix. So you can say, I'm me, here's me putting on the classic something, but I also need to communicate to the casting director that I understand the values of the project they're on. Sure. And I know how to connect with that character. Exactly. And so you put on your the style of the audience who's going to be looking at you so that they connect with you and then you put your own style on so that you connect with yourself and then you choose a color for the influence that you want to make because mm -hmm. there's actually five influence styles around color that mm -hmm. people don't tell you on pinterest okay there's five inter there's five influencing styles you can use color for you put on your bridging and you get into that meeting and now they ha it's a jedi mind trick Sure, because it, now you've you, it's not just you've got almost like something helping you. It's, it's like a, a a weapon to help you express who you are. Didn't I say superpower? <laughs> I mean it. Like people say, I makes you even people, more powerful, more impactful, yeah. and you, makes yeah. you connect more without even you having to do anything because it's 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 there. It's the clothes you're wearing. All communication and remember, I said in the one tenth. So if you walk in, communicating you communicating them, communicating influence. They got it. And why I know they got it is because I have all the clients to prove they got it. <laughs> they get the promotion. They get the upside. They yes. get the more money. They get the project. They get the thing. They stand at the awards, all of the things. And that's not just because, well, I mean, it is because they felt confident, sure. but it's because they communicated in a way that the outside world 
immediately knew. And and like I said, it is like kind of a Jedi mind trick because the outside doesn't wor- world doesn't know that they're being influenced in that way. Of course. And so that's why it's a secret, secret? but not really. <laughs> and Those you know, who don't know. It's so amazing because if you go on M- M- Michelle's Instagram and she's at Michelle Charles Gustafson and Michelle is one L, it's... Mm-hmm. You see the like you see on your your in on your stories and in your in your grid the people you've worked with your your, your clients and I noticed that everybody that you've worked with your your clients they all have this just this 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 smile and this energy because you've helped them achieve something you've helped them reach something you've helped them get over a hurdle that was obviously holding them back and it's I think too it's important to maybe sometimes know when you need help with that. And I wanted to to ask you, how does it how does it work? I, I would really like you to explain. Like, do people see you regularly? Do they hire you for your specific period of time? How do, how do you work with your clients? I you know I got some really good advice back in the day from one of my mentors, mm-hmm. and she said, actually, I talk about it a little bit in the book, but she she said she goes. Make sure that when you want to, when you, first of all, you have to recognize that you need help. Yeah, right. Exactly. And there's a, there's a quality there that has to happen. There's a humility that has to happen. It's like, and in, in the humility, you just say to yourself, I don't know this anymore. I don't know. Okay. That's the first thing. Humility. Secondly, she said, um, Find the mentor who has exactly what you want as the outcome and then do whatever it takes to work with her. Oh my goodness. That's, that's so simple, but it makes so much sense. Right? So the people who come to me go, Oh, I need that. Cool. Yep. And then my clients, I always, well, and the one part she did say that was super important is make sure you have a fit because fit is important. Because sometimes, you know, there's nothing. So how... Yeah, not everybody has chemistry. Not It doesn't always right? work. You don't always connect with and people. For that sure. That's fine. human beings, right. Exactly. So how I work is I always, I honor that advice I got in that I always do a call first. So mm-hmm. a discovery, some people, discovery call, I call it breakthrough call. Mm-hmm. I, I call it an image confidence potential. Love it. Because I want to know the potential. My only job on that call is to listen to your goals, listen to where you want to be, listen, and I'm listening for the confidence roadblock. What's That's what I'm that listening for. Back. Okay. And okay. when I find it, all the girls, because I'm smiling because I think of every single <laughs> one of my clients, like when I find it, I will t- share it with you. This is the thing that's in the way between you and the thing you want. What you want, right. All of it will, both. all of it, well, they will all be image-based in some way, meaning how you think about yourself, esteem wellness in some way. There is a confidence tape that is there that is running, that is causing you not to show up. Mm-hmm. My only job on that call is to find it, pull it out, and deliver it back to you. And is it, do and you find, is it hard to find? Can you always find it? Can you always see always why it's making it. somebody, blocking someone? It. Oh my gosh. I always wow. find it. Even if, even if I choose not to invite her into my program, I always yep. find it because that's my job on the call. Right. So, I give that to you on the call. And then if we have a fit, I invite my clients to work with me. So I invite them into what I call mastering image confidence. And it's a six week program. And we go through all the things you thought you didn't know about what your image is. 
<laughs> it is centered around building an image where you first see yourself and then you put that on the outside. That's why they all look so good. So and I always say, you know, like uh, it is it is transforming your confidence, heart and mind, head to toe, because you will start with the heart. You'll put that you'll go. Yeah, that makes sense in your mind. But then it'll be a head to toe because it's my job to put it on the outside. Right. Course. Right. Which is why I'm not just like a life coach, because a life coach will tell you like how we work with the inside mm -hmm. and all that. No, no, no. My job is to put it on the outside so that you can walk into that room. OK, so we get it so that you can put it on the outside so you can walk into that room. And in the meanwhile, through my process, you will learn the life lessons that will turn off that tape I found for you on the call. Right. So you. My clients actually get two outcomes, which is amazing. They get an outcome of building a personal brand and image strategy, mm -hmm. but they also get the keys to the lock that keep it going yeah. in their confidence. Sure. And then what happens is that the world starts to see you in a new way. Wow. Things start to happen. And then you start they to get busy. <laughs> you start to get busy. <laughs> and then it's a whole nother thing because then you have to own that you are actually this version of it. Right. And not have the I whole imposter syndrome thing, which is a whole it. other thing that I think people deal with as well. You'll, yes. You start to do well. You book a whole bunch of things. You're feeling really amazing. And, and that should be a good thing. But then all of a sudden you think, well, yes. am I, do, I do I deserve this? Why do we do that? Why do we That's do right. that? And then well, you almost start to then lose your confidence and then you stop booking things and wh why 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 do we do that to ourselves yes this is the whole thing that is the whole circle okay um i had a quote back when the, i don't know man i don't i say to my people i'm like i don't know what i say when i said it but i said it um showing <laughs> up starts with deserving start showing up starts with knowing you deserve what you get when you do Oh my gosh, I need to, I'm glad we're recording this because I need to write that down and put it everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> you have to know that you deserve what you get when you do. And so that's actually my extended mentorship, my advanced mentorship, mm -hmm. which is like, hey, now the world sees you. Holy man, the people are coming. I'm booking the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> do I deserve? Yes, is this yes. really me? Can I actually do it? Should I go back in the hole? And I'm and I say you cannot. And then I teach them tools from a psychology standpoint of psychology and performance psychology, how to receive what is new. Got it. And also because you were the old version of yourself before, and the world liked that. Sure. Okay. Everybody got used to you being the pushover, the one they doormat, the whatever. And now all of a sudden you're saying no to things. Relationships are changing, yep. which is where we can go next. And what do I do with that? Well, those are skills in confidence. Those are skills in assertiveness. Those are what I call life styling. And that's what I teach them, how to style their life after the world has now seen you differently. So then, yes, let's talk about, about relationships and balance and self-care. You know, it's self-care, so important, taking care of yourself, especially in an industry where you, you're not necessarily, your, your well-being isn't perhaps prioritized as much. How do you strike that balance? So now people are, are, are seeing you, it's happening, you're busy, but how do you strike that balance between your career aspirations 
but then also maintaining healthy relationships that obviously is important. You need that to be a healthy human being. How does one do that in an industry where sometimes your days, like your days can be sometimes 15 hours, 16 hours, or, you know, when you're not on set, you're trying to work really hard to remember your lines and be that character and, and drown and lose yourself in that character. But how do you still stay present for, for what your, your family and friends and all the things that you need to be a healthy human being? Yeah. Um, it starts with what I talked about at the beginning, which is um, integrating that self and the artist. Okay. So you're the job of the actor is being an artist, right? But you are yourself. So it is connect having a very specific, defined, permanently practical way to connect to you first. You are you in your life first. And disappearing into a role is the job. Right. But being you is you first. So having that conversation with yourself, defining what life is as you is important. So that whole meaningful outcome, definition of success, uh, so what factor, like what makes me happy, parts of joy, all of that, me. Okay. So that's the work to start with. And then it becomes maintaining that through doing the work. Okay. So things I recommend, obviously journaling, yes, yes, yes. And did you know that even, I mean, you're eye rolling, but journal journaling itself, whether you're starting, deepening, or restarting that conversation with yourself is a gratitude. It, it by, yeah. by virtue of doing it, it is a gratitude, which boosts serotonin. Hello brain chemical sure. for good moods and good moods and good health. I, I good presume. moods, yeah. good health. Like everybody's talking about, you know, brain chemicals these days, yes. all the things. Yes. Um, yes. Serotonin is that's the one that makes you feel good. And sure. it may feel like a burden to start it, but then I would ask a different question as the life coach. I'm like, why are you resisting? Mm-hmm. Because you're resisting for a different reason. It's not because you don't want to feel good. It's because you you're maybe you're afraid of what it's going to say down there. Anyways. So journaling is serotonin. Next in your day, I and you can, the thing is, is too, like the self-care portion is that people think self-care has to be like an hours and hours and hours yeah. and long. No, 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 no. I'm saying seven minutes, people. Do these three things over seven minutes. You're going to be better. Okay. So you're going to journal for like two or three, maybe about something you're grateful for. Maybe like, I mean, it's trite, but it works. Okay. Something sure. you're grateful for. Even it's on set while you're taking the break, eating that muffin. Okay. Like I'm grateful for the fact that I even have this job. Yay. Yes. Okay. Yes. So you keep that little notebook. You keep, you write it down. You drink half your water bottle because hydration. (laughs) So unfortunate. (laughs) (laughs) Like we can, we can go without food, but not water. Seriously drink half your water bottle while you're writing your, your thing down. Yes. Um, And you can even just like email it to yourself. Right. I mean, that's because I'm always emailing myself stuff. You know, I tell my clients, I'm like, this doesn't have to be some kind of like, no, I love a good pen and paper. <laughs> I like a moleskin. I have some favorite pens. You go on Instagram, you're going to see me talking about them. Okay, doesn't matter. Um, but it can be literally your notes app. Like yes. if you, you can start your notes app, you do a little gratitude, hashtag gratitude, and they'll all start to archive themselves. 
Very cool. Do it that way if you want to. And then whatever. That's your, that's, and that's a journal. That's journaling. It's, yeah. journal, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's just the conversation with yourself yes. that is important. I also bring up the fact that like journaling doesn't have to be writing. It could be drawing. My kid is, she's a sketchbook after sketchbook after sketchbook. So if you doodle, that's also a form of journaling, folks. Oh, that's a really interesting point. It's not necessarily Poetry writing. Is a form. Yes. 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 It yes. doesn't have to be writing 10 million things. Anyways. Okay. So we've journaled. We've taken the two minutes, we drank half the water bottle, and the next thing you do is for dopamine, for pleasure and reward, and for endorphins, for uh, for bringing down your stress levels, you're going to stick your headphones on, because we all have them, be clear. You're going to take your iPhone or Android, and you're going to put your best song on. <gasps> Music. Yes. yes. Oh, and my gosh. we're going to move around <laughs> the green room. Hell, you can't see me, folks, but I was doing a dance move. You're yeah. going to move Jasmine's. around the room in your body. Oh, see, that's such a good reminder, I think. Change your yeah. state. Yes. Change your state. And nothing releases serotonin like songs you love. Get your favorite song on yes. at the moment and literally dance around. And I don't mean trying to dance. I mean move some arms, move some legs. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Dopamine for pleasure and reward. Yes, I got this role. Well, I'm in it. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. And then endorphins bring down the stress. So when you are just having the nerves, listen, we all have the nerves. Oh my God. This is the yes, biggest stage yes, I've ever been on. Yes. This is the biggest role I've ever done. This is the biggest everything, everything. Okay. 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 Dance to the stupid song. It's true because that's Get how. That's going to, there there has to be, there there can't be a way that your nerves are going to be as bad if you are dancing to your favorite song. There's just no way. It's just not possible. It's like if you feel like you're panicking, if you force yourself to take the deepest breath, there's only so much you're going to panic. So that's, but I never thought about it as that, because I think everyone should be singing and dancing more on set when they're nervous. That's like such a good point. Like, hello to the production crew and the director (laughs) So here you go. Here's a free one for you. <laughs> to uh, okay, listening directors. Okay, cool. Okay, put the song on blast on set. Everybody dance before we take the first slate. Oh my gosh! You know, shout out to director X because I was very lucky last summer. I got to work two days on Robin Hood and. That, oh my gosh, his energy, he's just absolutely amazing. And, you know, he works so, he he's, he's unique as a director, at least in, in my experience, that he will w- spend as much time with, you know, the, one of the principal actors going over something as with somebody who is just, maybe has one word to somebody that's just in the background. His energy is amazing. And there was always music on set. There was always music on set from in the, in the makeup room, in the holding to write in, in between takes where they were setting up. And the energy was amazing. And what everybody felt you? really, really good. So that's such a, such shout a good out, director X. <laughs> Shout out, shout out to you. What a your life coach partner. Yeah. Show, shout out, shout out. So that, oh my goodness, that's, that's, that is, very, very, very important. I think everyone that we have to remember when we are feeling stressed and we're feeling nervous to find those ways to, to get that, get that energy and take the focus off of it. Yeah. 
Ms. Michelle, I wanted to ask you, so earlier in this series, we spoke to a casting director, we spoke to uh, some amazing, amazing people. And one of the casting directors we spoke to was Jesse Griffiths. And he has a monthly workshop that he does specifically for aspiring actors in the BIPOC community. He wants, he does it so that they have a space where that they can thrive, they can ask questions. What do you feel is some of the extra hurdles that you help people with that are in the, the BIPOC community? Is that, is... What could you tell us about that? There are extra hurdles. Sure. (laughs) Um, And, you know, the extra hurdles come from a heightened sensitivity to owning Mm -hmm. self-worth. I talk about, in my book, I talk about a pyramid of life lessons. The bottom of the pyramid is self-worth. And then there's courage and then compassion and then discipline and whatever you are trying to do in life, you have to learn the lesson in yourself about self-worth first. Can't get to discipline, which is where everybody wants to get to. I got to do the craft. I got to get the job. They're always running to discipline, but you can't get there until you learn the lesson of self-worth at the bottom. And, um, BIPOC, my people listen, (laughs) There, there, we have a heightened sensitivity to, am I worthy of this? It's sure. years of these microaggressions, years of being passed over. And and the years of being passed over, it gets internalized to, cro- I call it chronic imposter syndrome. Mm. Like There's this like imposter syndrome because you did a good job and you got up there and that's cool. But this is chronic. Sure. And it's generational. And it's the, why am I here? Do I belong here? Do they, do they even really want me here? Now that I'm not here, are they not seeing me because it's me? Because, oh my God, like it's all these things. And especially for BIPOC individuals um, to do self-worth work, self-confidence work while they hone their craft mm-hmm. is essential. Got it. So You'll be going to the acting classes, which is the discipline portion. Cool. The doing. You need the stuff below. Sure, you need you the need, skills and the training. You need the skills of that self-worth and the and the 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 once you start to build self-worth, you start to have more courage, which then you have more compassion for the outside world. Yes. And instead of the outside world being adversarial to you and you seeing it that way, you start to see it as oh, maybe they just don't know. Or, oh, maybe I got to give myself more more self-compassion to know, you know what, maybe maybe this is just my lens. But like all of those things have to get put into perspective for you, okay, before the discipline of power in the thing shows up. And, you know, I mean, I know that the world is opening up to melanated voices. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to hear, we want to hear from your perspective, Um but it kind of goes back to what I said is that about deserving what you get when you show up, you have to believe that you deserve it when you get there. So um, seek places where you're not just doing the head learning of the craft, but you are doing the confidence work that will keep you from having the industry, the craft, and even your own beliefs about who you are chip away. Because look, as black people, um, I I think of my growing up and it's like, there's always the tapes. You have to be twice as good to be as good. They're never going to see. So those tapes are, 
that's never going away. Sure. That's going to repeat in your, in your head, no matter what. It's going to repeat until you learn to turn down the volume of that tape. The tape never goes away. Okay. And that tape is chronic in BIPOC people. So got to turn the tape down and then have actual confidence skills that keep the tape down while you work on the craft. Got it. So you're doing two things at once and not that other people don't have, don't have to do that too, because uh, I have all shades and tones of my clients and they all work on all of those together. But BIPOC, BIPOC family, uh, it's chronic. You have to be extra vigilant. Such, such wise words, Michelle. And I, I have to ask you, and it doesn't even seem possible, but do you ever feel less than confident? And if that ever happens, what do you do? Yes, <laughs> is the answer. Okay. Um, I do. Um, I do when the game changes. I see. The level's up. The level goes up. And the thing about it is, is whenever, whenever, okay. If you are walking a confidence journey, part of the journey is being able to see yourself at 30,000 feet at all times. Mm-hmm. Meaning you are seeing yourself live your life. Okay, I changed that belief. Oh, I see myself doing that. Ooh, that's an old pattern. Like yeah. that being able, self-awareness to be able to see it is part of the muscle like the tendon of confidence, right? If confidence is the muscle, it's the tendon, that awareness, the thing that allows it to work. Got it. So I do when the game levels up, when my, it's usually when my voice is given a bigger audience, sure. when it's wider, when it goes further than before, when I haven't done that before. Yes. But then because I own the skills, I go, wait, no, I haven't done that before, but I've done that and 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 that. That's given me skills to be able to do this. And that pushes you, that pushes you forward and that gets gets you past the block. I had never been on a national morning show ever before in my life. Have I? You would never have known that though. I was living in the middle of Alberta. Okay. And and so I was like, well. Like I would say there when when the the yes came through to the segment, then that's the moment where like, oh my god, I'm leveling up. <laughs> I'm leveling up. So you have so I always say to my clients like you can tell how good your confidence muscle is by how fast you rebound from the dip. Okay, so my job is to get them to rebound quickly. So I remember when I got it, I was like, holy, do I d- do it? Do I can I? I almost asked the question of an imposter. Yes. Can I do that? But then the dip went, actually, you have the skills. And then I was like, why do I have the skills? Well, I was, I did my own show on Periscope for like 20, like for a year and a half. I spoke live. I sp- you're on the internet for a million people on live broadcast. I'm a, I was a national debate champ. I can talk. I, like it's all the things. I can do what- this. Yes. I can do this. Bring yourself to bring all of yourself to seven minutes and that first segment is what I did and now even when I roll back that tape with with I'm like 
Wow. I give myself goosebumps. Yes, because you're perfect. I don't think anyone would have ever, I, I have to admit, like, I didn't know that you've never been on national television before. Oh. Every single word you spoke was, had absolute purpose. It was, it was, it was absolutely perfect. And like I said, yours are the, the segments because I wear two hats. I work as a performer and I work as a producer. And part of being a producer and producing a segment is creating graphic boards to support a segment. And Michelle's wise words, putting them on a graphic board and putting them on national television, they are the only ones I've ever screen grabbed and shared for people so they know this is, you need to hear this. And you talk about communication and it's so impactful. And you are the one that people always say, oh my gosh, where can I hear more from her? Because you and and you know talking about those dips and coming out of those dips i think that that is such a important thing to remember because we all have it and we can do it but we we just have to remind ourselves even when we 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 have those dips we do and those dips come from the old tapes that we used to play in our minds and the thing about it is and that's what we do in lifestyling is that we get real comfortable with what the old tape was we want to know the tape we want to know all the songs on the tape. We want to know what the, what was the proof of the old tape so that when those dips come, I can look at and go, oh, that was an old tape, yo. <laughs> I'm not Ooh. playing that anymore. <laughs> I'm not playing that anymore because I have the new tape that says, actually, all of my life prepared me for that national broadcast. All of it. And I can do it because I own the skill. Like those boards, like that was all like national debate champ. You had seven minutes to present your argument in parliamentary debate. Go. Well, that was my background. Of course. So yes. I've done this before. Yes. Right? So it's like when it, and, and we all have that, you guys. You all have the things that have made you successful to this point. There, there is evidence and proof of it in you. It's just that we have to attach it to a new belief and then be very aware when the old tape is trying to play and replace it. And that's all I did. I just take the old tape out. No, we don't need you right now. And I stick in the new one and be like, I can do this. And then I can do it over and over and over, which is how you got all those segments. (laughs) And the more, and and then the more you elevate, the more you level up, then the there's no, there's no ceiling. There's no, and there's no no ceiling. And here's what starts to happen. There is no ceiling. What starts to happen after that is that now, whether you know it or not, you are creating ripples out there for things to attract to you. I have gotten more opportunities for my voice to go wider that I never could have pitched for. It's so because you allowed it to you you leveled up, you you did it, you allowed it to happen, and then people see you in that way. And so much of it is how just people seeing you in a way, but you have to do it for people to see you yes, that way. And they see me consistently in my personal brand because I talk about the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over, and over again. So that consistency of personal branding, of image, of who you you even said it right at the beginning, Rosie. You said it. You said when we have to talk about confidence, who did you think of? <laughs> Hello, personal brand at work. MCG. <laughs> On my own case study. Michelle, you are amazing. Michelle, your passion for uplifting others. Mm. It is truly special. You're unbelievable. And I'm so happy you had the time to share your expertise with us today. We are really, really lucky. It was so amazing to see you. Thank you so much for, all, for your time. You are so welcome. 
You are so welcome. You are so welcome. And thank you for inviting me and for wanting to share my message with your people. And if there is one tiny way that someone has decided to do something differently, that was my job. Michelle, That's it. thank you so, so much. You can my hear heart. Michelle. You can hear Michelle share her powerful message on her own podcast, Confidence Shift. And she is also the author of two books, a heartwarming children's book titled Angel in Your Heart and her latest release, the Amazon bestseller Show Up Confident. Her website is hueandstyle.com and you can follow her on Instagram at Michelle1L Charles Gustafson, G-U-S-T-A-F-S-O-N. Thank you for spending time with us today. What an amazing chat. This is AMP Talent Group's Spotlight Sessions. Join us next time where we're going to talk about the importance of networking, how to make those important connections that can move our careers forward. I'm Rosie Ferguson. Bye for now.